You know, Allie, I'm, I'm very excited to uh, discuss this week's uh, movie, uh, you know, the, the exciting tale of a young tennis pro who devastates an old sexist man at, at his own game. Or, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm confusing movies. Uh, obviously, this is the movie about a woman who is certainly not his lover, even though he can light up the sidewalk with his shoes. <laughs> I don't have a button for this, so let's just hear our theme song, huh? John Walter. And we are a married couple showing each other the 80s movies of our childhood. And this week, Allie showed me The Legend of Billie Jean from 1985. And boy, howdy, is it ever from 1985. It is, it is supremely 1985. It is the er 1985 that we all try to tap into on this podcast <laughs> at I was, times. I was going to say, I would like to just preempt this by saying we do have a Jordan on the podcast again. Yes. Say hi, Jordan. Okay, don't say hi. Just, just yeah. don't do it. Did anything. you really think his first words were going to be on this podcast? Yeah, why not? I mean, come on. I mean, yeah, that makes sense. Why not? Um, <laughs> Is he staring intently at the microphone? So, uh, yes, Billy, The Legend of Billie Jean, which seems to be some sort of very pretentious retelling of the Joan of Arc uh, yeah, story. Yeah, uh, pretty much. But also not pretentious because it's a total, like, teen trash bag drama. <laughs> you know. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, anyway... Uh, I think I think we can just go ahead and start talking about this movie. You know what? You uh, want to elevator pitch this? I, oh, oh, well, you want me to elevator pitch? It? I don't. We don't have to. I'm just All right. saying. I mean, I'm, I'm thinking. All right. Like um, it. So it's you. You go first. Oh, I go first, huh? Mm-hmm. You, you finally you finally figured out how to throw me under the bus. Mm-hmm. Damn it. Um, okay. So um, how about you remember Joan of Arc? How about make a total teen trash bag drama about it? Great. Sounds sounds good. <laughs> now it's your turn. All right. Um, so let's get Christian Slater and. Not his sister, Helen Slater. Well, there goes my no relation joke. I was about to tell Of no relation. And make them brother and sister. Make them look alike. And cut her hair to look like his hair in the movie. Right. And then put, make them Oh, wait, and don't forget, dye, dye, can we dye his hair blonde, please? And we can dye his hair blonde. And we can all go on the run. So it's a Slater's all the way down. Slater's all the way... Yes. <laughs> Slater's all the way down. Anyway. Uh, <coughs> so... This movie, uh, I, I mean, this movie, I'm sure, filled you with delight right from the beginning because you got to see the old TriStar logo. Yes, which, it did. Da 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 Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> did I go Star Wars? You on did you? a little bit. Yeah. I don't know if it sounded like Star Wars because I'm tone deaf, <laughs> but uh, you know. Just a little. Uh, okay, so uh, so so this movie basically begins in uh, with some hillbillies in Corpus Christi, Texas. Do you want to talk about who's in the movie, who directed it? You didn't talk oh, about yeah. anything about this movie. Oh, you just like let's just you've dive put, off, you've put off you've put off doing this for so long I while have. we while we did your silly Grey's Anatomy podcast. Yes, that's right. So, yeah. So anyway, the movie was directed by Matthew Robbins, uh, written by Lawrence Connor and Mark Rosenthal. Uh, yes, it, it, it was released on July nineteenth, nineteen eighty five. You know, deep in, deep in my ninth year on this earth. Yes. <laughs> and, uh, well, uh, I got nothing else. Uh, That's pretty much it. Runtime is 96 minutes long. Anyway, thank you for coming. Stars. Uh, it stars Helen and Christian Slater, no relation. Yes. Uh, also, it includes uh, the, the 
I'm going to say late. I, I'm not going to say late great Peter Coyote because I think he's still alive. He probably is. <laughs> yeah, Peter Coyote. Uh, Dean Stockwell's in it. Uh, a, a very young, very sweary Yardley Smith from The yes. Simpsons. Yes. Uh, you know. Um, there's some other people you'd recognize. There's, there's a bunch of that guys in it. This yeah. movie is, uh, as I've said before, it's a veritable who's who of who's that. It's rife with that guys. Mm-hmm. Rife. Right. Uh, yeah, Wolfman makes an appearance, and Wolfman is uh, from the, the guy who plays Wolfman at, in Top Gun. Okay, Wolfman from Top Gun. I was like, what the hell are you talking about? Wolfman makes an appearance. Yes, Larry Talbot, the Wolfman, <laughs> makes an appearance. He's on the run. And he villagers make, wielding torches. I should be honest, he him. doesn't just make an appearance. He's actually He's, one of the He's uh, the main antagonist and catalyst for the story. Yeah, that's right. That's right, Jordan. Well, okay. actually, I guess he's the secondary antagonist. I don't remember his name. His name is, his, his character's name is Hubie Pyatt. Yeah, but what's the name of the actor? Uh, actor of Hubie Pyatt. Uh, his name is, uh, uh, yes. Barry Tubb. How yeah, did I forget I Barry Tubb? Tubb? This I movie know. is loaded also because Barry Tubb, as well as Keith Gordon, who plays Lloyd later in the movie. Yes. This movie is loaded with people who basically are actually very successful TV directors now. Yes. They all it's are. really funny. Like, I didn't realize growing up how many, like, like, like schlubby loser like 20 something actors would be like the cutting edge directors yeah. of 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 now cuz uh, you know aside from them being them directing a bunch of things like legion and you know and episodes of uh of better call Saul and stuff uh what's his name uh uh Timothy Van Patten, who is uh, who most uh, most people probably know for the Mystery Science episode Master Ninja, directs directed a ton of Sopranos episodes. Oh yeah, it's like basically if, if there's a if there's a you know if there's a a, a loser white dude who, who with a mullet in the early '80s, uh, there's a good chance at some point he he moved on to directing if he didn't have a career after that. I mean, you really missed your calling, honey. Uh, well, I never had a mullet. <laughs> yeah, true. You know. So uh, all right, so let's dive into this movie. Yeah, so this movie, uh, it basically begins with these, it, it, it's in Corpus Christi, Texas, which I somehow missed at first and used my deducing skills to figure out it was in Texas by looking at a license plate <laughs> about 20 minutes of the movie. I'm like, oh, Allie, this movie's set in Texas. And Allie also missed it. She's like, oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh. I don't remember. It's like generic hot south, you know? Yeah, it <laughs> like, really so is. It's... I didn't remember. It actually was shot in Corpus Christi, Texas, by the way, because the Wikipedia article shows a picture of the mall that the mall, that the money handover scene was set in. Ah, in Corpus Christi. Crispy. Christmas Christmas Texas. Christmas Christmas. Man, that's probably the, the first amazing Kreskin Christmas. I mean, that's something that we should work on here. Corpus Christi. Cor- Corpus Christi. Corpus Christi. Body of Christ, Texas. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so go ahead crispy 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 critter crusty and so it basically starts it God. starts out with uh, uh it's uh two hillbillies as i said before these, are, these are the uh, slater twins the helen, slater. And helen and christian uh they are they are brother and sister uh billy jean what's their last name shoot uh davy, davy. billy jean davy and her brother binks davy uh, and they're hanging out and, and she's telling him about vermont because apparently she took a trip to vermont at some point I don't know why. I don't know. Which, I don't know why he didn't go with her. Yeah. It's, Vermont is just a, in this movie. Vermont is kind of a weird paradise that they speak of yes. uh, in hushed tones. Yes. <laughs> it's, yes. You know, like all the Ben and Jerry's you can eat. It's as if it's as if it's as if Shonda, R- Shonda Rhimes <laughs> apparently watched this movie before she created Scandal and decided that Vermont was the place that everybody goes afterwards uh, and makes jam and skis and has beautiful. What? Why are you talking about Shonda Rhimes on my other podcast? I have told you before. <laughs> so 
Go ahead. So, so I, I don't know if she actually took a trip there or if she just read about it. And no, well, she was talking about it. Tell me about what it's like. She, she was talking about like she talked about it like it was firsthand. I mean, knowledge. maybe. Why would she read up about the about Vermont? Maybe she did it. Maybe she did a, a school project about. Oh Vermont. yeah, I guess I guess that's entirely. I did a possible. school project about New Zealand and learned so anyway, a lot about they, it. Anyway, they live in a trailer are you park. Interrupting, are you interrupting yeah, me? Yeah, it's boring. Uh, <laughs> they live in a trailer park and they're they that they're 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 hanging out. It's summer. They're talking about how hot and gross it is. And like they swim out in in the lake out to like the little boat landing in the in the lake, and they're just hanging out in the heat. Oh, and before like earlier before they went, they they're taking Binks's scooter. I forgot to mention that. Uh, Who who's taking Binks's scooter? They. Who's they? Billy Jean and Binks, the people I'm talking about. I provide antecedents for my pronouns. Thank you very much. So they I'm drive not, out. They on take his... the scooter. Yeah, they're well, taking it. Like taking, it. Not it steal. Like they're taking it to ride. They're and they run into the... Hubie Pyatt yes. and his gang of miscreants. And Hubie Pyatt and his gang of miscreants go about mocking Binks and and to a lesser extent Billy Jean for being being trailer trash and riding around on. And they drop a hard F here about that scooter. Um, Oh um and uh, oh I forgot Binks is wearing a zebra print painter's hat which is pretty choice. It is pretty 1985 if I've ever seen a hat. Um, also this whole movie for the first five minutes is entirely an ADR. Yes. It, says, it sounds like the Binnaker gang crossing the country uh, throughout. <laughs> have you noticed that I have a theme? Yes. I like people on the run. You do, especially if they're girls on the run. And it would have helped if Billie Jean was maybe younger and a brunette. Would have. It's bizarre that she's blonde and short haired later. Oh, no! You spoiled the whole movie. Oh, now we can't talk. Movie. Now we got to start the whole podcast All over. Right. Okay. So anyway, so anyway, Hubie Pyatt and his gang. Hubie hit, like hits on. Uh, well, not not even hits on. Basically, just kind of sexually assaults. Yeah. <laughs> to a low low key sexually assaults uh, Billy Jean. He's just like leering at her and being gross and leaning in too close. And uh, Binks ends up dumping a. A soda, uh, not a soda, uh, a milkshake on him. Yes. And driving off. Yes. And then so now they, they're pissed. And now they. So anyway, Binks, Binks, and uh, Binks and, and Billy Jean go swimming, and while they're swimming, they're out at like a, on a on a well, platform. They're like yeah, like a boat landing thing on yeah. the in the middle of the in the middle of a small lake, and Hubie and the boys they come and they they take the scooter and they. They, 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 they start running it and, like, holding it so it's, like, you know, like, popping wheelies and everything and moving it in circles. And they end up stealing it. And, you know, like, while they, like, they try to swim back, uh, the, the good guys, the, the Davies, try to swim the back. The Slaters. The Slater. Yeah, the Slater twins try to, uh, <laughs> try to swim back and, uh, and get that. But it's too late. They drive off. And there's just, that's, that's basically the inciting incident for the movie. And I'm impressed that the movie's inciting incident happens so fast. Yeah, it happens really early. So, um... Oh, and there's another guy taking pictures of everything, which I understand that like this town is apparently like inept police-wise, other than other than one person. But this whole like, why is this guy taking pictures of their criminal act? They're committing a felony. They're committing grand theft auto, and the guy's just taking pictures of it. You know, now bearing in mind, this isn't the day. This is the days of di- this isn't digital camera days when you could like have a picture that you just had on your camera. You this it. is like they're literally they're taking this out to like when they go to the mall. Taking, yeah, they're taking this out to the the, the 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 photo booth for police academy, and they're going to give it to Tim Kazarinsky, and he's going to develop it for them. Yes, and he's going to see a, a felony being committed. Here, hold on a second. Oh my Take god, this, this baby is trying to burrow into me. Take okay. him. Take I him. Take. Take. So. They, uh, they they go home and oh, oh and before we go too far in I think it gets better as the movie goes on or maybe I just get used to it mm-hmm. but like 
Like at the beginning of this movie, Helen Slater's southern accent is so broad. She is she is vying with Edie Sedgwick for the Kira Sedgwick. Kira, Edie Sedgwick was a was a Warhol uh, person. Sorry, Kira Sedgwick for the uh, the absolute most ridiculous southern accent I've ever heard in a media. Even uh, worse than Kevin Spacey. No, well, Kevin Spacey doesn't count because he he's dead to us all. Mm. Uh, so, uh, anyhow. Uh, they they go home and very upset about the the yeah. loss of the scooter. The next day, um, the, uh, she wakes up and she sees the scooter is sitting there and it's completely trashed. Mm-hmm. And she goes into Vinks and he's his whole face has been like basically Beaten bashed bloody, in. Yeah. He's bloody. Yeah, yeah, because he went to try and he's like, I got it back. Now the, the scooter's really damaged. He's really damaged. By the way, a lot of the beginning of this movie and maybe the whole movie, I didn't notice it later, is shot in this like weird, almost dreamlike filter. Like with all the ADR like looping yeah. that's added into the dialogue near the beginning. I'm kissing my baby. All that, all that uh, ADR added in. Um, it just feels like it's a dream sequence half of it. Yeah. Like like when she was finding the bike, I actually thought. It was a sequence of a dream where huh. she was imagining finding the bike at first until it kept having real world percussion <laughs> repercussions. So uh, we also meet. If my speech gets weird, it's because there's a baby trying to stick his hand in my mouth. We also meet two important characters in the trailer park that live around yeah. there, and that's uh, Yardley Smith's character is um, named Putter. Yardle. Purtle, piddle, paddle. I, I called her so many different dumb putter. names. I know it's putter. I, I just think of the. Remember, I, I, I kept forgetting puddle. I called puddle, her puddle, called for, her half puddle for half the movie. Down. Like, what's puddle doing now? And I was like, it's putter. Whatever. Um, and uh, and then there's Ophelia, who's played by what's her name? Uh, oh, I can't remember. The, uh, it, she's not. She hasn't done a lot of stuff, uh, and I can't remember her name. No, but she was great. Uh, ow, ow, ow. Martha Gaiman. That's right. G- Gaiman. G e h m a n. Gaiman. Yeah. She was great too, and so and so the two of them, they're all friends with. Uh, yeah, they're all trailer park. They're all trailer park, folks. park and, folks, and they're all friends. And they, we, we, we actually begin, and this is this is I don't I mean, it's, it's probably not the first thing Yardley Smith has ever done, but it's definitely early in her career. You know, we're a few years away from uh, the Tracy Ullman show and her first time voicing Lisa Simpson. Right. But um, she's uh, we we first see her as she's. Listening, she's this young teenage girl with long, mousy brown hair, and she's listening to, watching. I guess I don't know what I don't know what channel she's watching this on, but she's watching a Wendy O. Williams video, yeah, probably MTV. But she's yeah, she's watching like like all this like chaos and destruction and Wendy O. Williams singing, um, and uh, and we have, we get within like within like maybe 10, 15 seconds of her showing up, we get to hear uh, something I've never thought I'd ever hear, which is Lisa Simpson's voice saying. Fucker yeah. to someone, which yes. I mean, I, I'm not saying I recommend this movie, but I will say I'm recommending hearing Lisa Simpson swearing. Yeah, it's pretty. Because fun. as we know, Yardley Smith basically talks like Lisa Simpson year round. Yeah, it's pretty fun. So, uh, so that part is uh, so we so we meet them and they will become more important as the movie goes on. Spoilers. And uh, so what? So the next thing that happens is a set, a next major incident is that uh, they take the bike in to get to see how much it would cost at the body shop to get repaired. Mm-hmm. Turns out it it actually is going to cost $608. Something like that. It's like 600 and something. Yeah. 608 or something. Yeah. 600 and 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 they and oh and they go to the police too. Right, they go to the police. They go to the police and they they talk to uh I can't remember the name of the officer just to say uh Lieutenant Larry Ringwald played by Peter, Peter Coyote, Coyote doing his best Nick Lowe impression as far yes. as the looks in this movie. He he looks like he should be on the cover of Jesus of Cool yes. throughout this movie. Hey buddy, put you in on me. <laughs> 
What? I, not you. You don't have to quit chewing on me. I was like, I'm not baby. chewing on you right now. I don't now. normally call you buddy. Well, I didn't know who you were talking to. Oh, he, the baby's chewing on me. Oh. You, you, you thought maybe, maybe it might be this this small human who's uh, who, who has his head wrapped around I, my I, finger. I don't know. His entire know. head wrapped around my index I mean, finger chewing on it. I mean, it could be that. It could be oh, anything man. else. Ow. <laughs> so uh, they go to the police, and he basically... You can tell that he's kind of downplaying it. Like, okay, yeah, you know, right. it's a bunch and of kids, and they were stupid, and they did a dumb he's thing. He's also a very, he's a very gentle police officer. Yes, he's very, he's, very he's not, he's not, like, he's not, like, gruff, and, like, he's not some gruff, world-weary, like, ah, shut up, kid, kind of And cop. he's not a beat cop. Like, he's not in cop uniform. No, he's uniform. a detective. He's a detective. He's a, detec- he's a detective. He's, he's, Somehow he's a lieutenant. Get... He's a lieutenant. Oh, that's what it is. He gets, oh, he's, a, get... he's higher. Yeah, he's, he's higher. on. Well, let's guess you're going into the office. Like, you're going, she's going into the police station. Right. She's not, like. Being called in. Right. Yeah. And so they they basically talk about how he, this Hubie is a jerk and his friends did, did this and you know they deserve to have. Oh, let me stop now uh, because we forgot to do it at the beginning. Content warning for for uh, upcoming scenes. Oh uh, you, yes. When we get to it, I'll Trigger warn you warnings. again. Yeah, when when we when we get when we get to it, I'll warn you again because you might want to skip ahead uh, a little bit. Good uh, coming up. So go ahead. Yeah. So for, it's a content warning for assault. So right. So yeah. they so the cops aren't going to do anything. So Billie Jean decides to take it into her own hands and go talk to uh, Hubie herself to try to get the money. Yes. Yes. And uh, so, yeah, she goes. And by the way, around this time, we get we start hearing the incidental music for this movie, which this, this movie has the incidental music of an 80s horror movie. Yes. It does not, it, like everything, like, like, a, like a shitty slasher one, not, yeah. like, a, not like an intense one. Like, you know, like, it's just I, I expect maybe, maybe, maybe just maybe at any time it could turn, like the, the score could turn into Dream Warriors by Dawkins. Right. You know. So they, so she ends up at, I, I guess Hubie's. Hubie works at his dad's shop on the marina. Yeah, it's, and like his dad, obviously, is like, and I, I don't know. I, I grew up in, in a touristy uh, coastal town. This, this part really felt realistic. It's a shitty t-shirty trinket shop. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah, and he, yeah. But he's Hubie, obviously one of the more oh, well-off. Oh yeah. People uh, uh, in there's the a lot of money in shitty trinket shops. Yeah. Almost everyone I, I've ever known who's who's owned like those kind of businesses, they they make mad bank off tourists. Do they? Oh yeah, no, no. They, 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 it, the, the shop is shitty. The money's real. Ah. <laughs> so know. yeah, so he's uh, obviously d- does okay, and um, she tries to talk to Hubie, and Hubie basically, I don't know, he like tries to say some. He tries to like do something, and then she ends up kicking him in the balls. Yeah, this her signature. Th- this is her signature move with members of the Pyatt family. Yeah, she ends up kicking Hubie in the balls, and he's on the floor, and Miss, Mr. Pyatt walks in, and she's starts talking to him about what happened. She's like, you know, you owe my son, my your son trashed my brother's bike and owes us, you know, you owe us $608. And um, he, you can, at first it seems like Mr. Pyatt is on Billy's Jean's side. Yeah, he's like, well, let's see what we can do about yeah, this. Come on upstairs. He's like, I have them. I don't keep that kind of money in the cash register. I have a lot more upstairs. Come, come with me. And you can see she's a little uneasy. Now, in the car is, is Binks and... Ophelia and Putter has jumped in the car to come along as well, right? No, Putter's not. Oh, Putter's not there yet. That's right. But it's Binks and Ophelia because they had to. Yeah, yeah, Putter. They had to take Ophelia's dad's car. Remember, Putter's probably been slapped by her mom. Right. uh, Yeah. Also, content warning here: Putter is uh, is is often physically abused by her mother. By her mother. Um, So uh, she's anyway. So we we get they it's Binks and Ophelia in the car, and she tells them to wait here because she doesn't want to start anything. She doesn't want there to be a big fight. She just wants to get the money and leave. So, of course, Binks doesn't listen. And he tries to go after them. So at this point, Ophelia goes after... Binks goes, decides he's going to go in. And Ophelia is going after Binks. And 
at this point, Billie Jean is fo- is uneasily following Mr. Pyatt up the mm-hmm. stairs yeah. to his attic where he supposedly keeps this money. And yeah. my God, it, yeah. And if you need to skip ahead because it's going to start, this getting, would be the it's, time. It's going to start getting gross. I would skip ahead at least thirty seconds, maybe a little longer. Maybe a little longer. Uh, so basically, she, you know, he goes up there and he basically, it's obvious that he's he he's he's gonna he's, he gives her fifty dollars and she's like, that's not enough. And he's like, no, you'll get it every time you come by, and I'll you know I'll I'll help you out. You help me out. Out. It's and so it's gross. really obvious what he's implying. And she tries to leave. He doesn't let her. He's holding her. She's holding her. She she ends up struggling to get away from her. And let's go back to downstairs where uh, uh, Binks is impatient. He just opens up the cash register. He accidentally opens it up. He like bangs on the thing. Well, no, he does it on purpose. Oh, he's he trying knows. to open the cash register to steal the. He's like, I'm just going to take my oh, money. Oh, my money. That's right. Yeah. Right, right. And he sees he sees a gun. In and he the, just picks it up because he's a kid. And he's he's like, ha ha, you know. And then. Um, and then she runs down. Uh, uh, Billie, Billie Jean comes running downstairs with, uh, you know, with Mr. Pyatt chasing her. I can't remember the father. The, the whatever his, his name. Yeah. Is. For now, on, I'll call him Pyatt, and Hubie is his son. Yes. Uh, so Pyatt's chasing her down the stairs, and um, Christian Slater says, "You, you, you know, stop!" And points the gun at him. Just as Hubie's coming in, he's like, "What the hell is going on here?" Yeah. You know. And, uh, and and then Pyatt says, and, and he's to like, Hubie, let go of her, or I'm gonna, you know. Well, you're right, and and, and Pyatt says to Hubie, call the police. These people tried to rob us, right? And, which and is obviously bullshit. And 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 uh, Christian Slater points the gun at him, and he's like, oh, you know. And Pyatt's like, you think that gun's loaded? What kind of an idiot would keep a loaded gun in his cash register? And Hubie's like, oh, like it sure looked like. And then it goes off. Not Hubie. Binks is holding. Binks. The gun. Binks. I'm sorry. Binks. Binks. Binks is like, oh, it goes off in Binks's hand, shoots Pyatt in the chest. He collapses. They run like hell. Yes. They're on the run now. Yeah, this movie escalated fast. And I was actually like, Allie, why are you showing me yet another maudlin, morbid, horrible movie full of assaults? Uh, you know? Because I was, I, I was thinking the rest of this movie is going to be pretty dark. What other movie did I show you that's maudlin and full of assaults? Oh, not on this podcast. This, you, you like really you like, you like like showing me movies that are depressing and, and full of, jo- of sadness. and, and Like such. what? Like, uh, now I'm going to make you tell me. No. <laughs> I like... Can I just like a broad blanket lie without it turning into like a third degree? Yeah, no. I don't know. All your movies are depressing. They're all about runaways and sadness and people who are accused of crimes they didn't commit, like the Binnakers. What is wrong with you? Oh my goodness. Okay. You used to show me, you used to watch nothing but, by the way, nothing, nothing but Law and Order SVU episodes about, about people getting assaulted in various that ways. Was before I had kids. <laughs> Oh, I see. It's okay to watch depressing garbage as long as there's children, not children involved. That's right. Um, anyway, bibbidi bibbidi bop. Now you see, you've, you've, so you've made me they, lose my so thing. So they take off and they jump into, they, they decide they have to run back to their trailer park because they now are on the run. And so they have to go grab some things and, and pack And Ophelia, by the way, I think her parents are like the, the people who run the trailer park because because the, because the, because the the car she's driving in the station wagon has like the name of the trailer park. Oh, Ophelia, on it. yeah, 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 yeah. So they run back and, and they start grabbing stuff. They start. Everybody starts packing and, except and for Ophelia. And Putter sees this and she starts packing because she's uh, she she tells she asks if she can go and Billie Jean says no, but she tells Ophelia that 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 they said she could go. So she packs up. Everybody packs up, and it's like hysterical to watch Putter packing because she takes like an entire aquarium full of marbles, and she takes like all this crazy stuff that she throws well, in. Well, she, she's a she, kid. Yeah. 
And, and you know, um, uh, uh, Billie Jean and Binks, they grab all their stuff. They go running. And, and Ophelia's like, I'm going to drop you off. I, I can drop you off somewhere. Wherever you want to go, but wherever I'm you not go, but I'm not going. Yeah. You know, I can't. And so they, they end up going to this abandoned mini golf course. And uh, and uh, at first, like, yeah, they, like they're trying to keep, they're trying to keep uh, Puddle. Putter. <laughs> Puddle. They're trying to keep Puddle from, uh, from, from joining them. And like, they're like, no, you can't really come. Yeah. Ophelia take her home, and she goes like three steps, and like you know, basically she runs out of the car, and it's like it feels like she's like I told her I'd like scream, I can't remember. Not, throw up. She throw said up I'll throw up in the car if you don't you let know. me out. So yeah, so uh, so and then and then like a few minutes later, Ophelia turns around and comes right back and says, "I just realized, you know, I I'm, I'm part of this too. I'm yeah. also like like Ophelia like and I, that was the thing. I was like, hey Ophelia, like even before that happened, I'm so glad the movie addressed that because I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah." literally witnessed on you were there at the event you helped them drive you drove the getaway car, car yeah you're in trouble you are too. just as you are going to just as much jail yeah you're <laughs> you know? in trouble too if you don't get out of there so yeah they so they're now they're all four together mm-hmm. and they're on they're on the run go ahead the cops got their gun but right about now it's time to have some fun um so it's quickly established that it, that that binks is not a murderer because uh Pyatt, Pyatt's alive Pyatt's alive He's he 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 was he wasn't even very badly injured, even though he was shot in the chest. Yeah, his arm is in a cast, his arm or a sling, yeah. or something. Uh, well, traditional movie thing. I'm hurt. Let me put my arm in a sling. Yeah. <laughs> um. So uh, basically, they they the whole thing, and I think I, I stopped uh, taking notes for a while. Yes, uh, for a little while, I I didn't really take much notes. They're they're basically um, they're on the run. They're you know everyone knows they're on the run. Blah blah blah. Uh, Billie Jean calls the police station and, uh, and basically says, "Like, yeah, she'll, you know, she'll turn herself in. They'll all turn themselves in, but they want the money they're owed." Right, and they and, want Mr. Pyatt to give. And they it want to Mr. Them. Pyatt to give it to him, and Pyatt's like, "What the?" And meanwhile, Pyatt is milking everything as much as he can. He's like, over the course of the movie, he, uh, he starts selling more and more merchandise about this event. Yes, as it as it starts gaining prominence. So they they don't have enough gas to get out of the town. They don't have any money. Like so, they're on the run in all sorts of ways, but like you know, like like they don't get caught like for a while, right? You know, and then that like what ends up happening? They 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 uh, Peter Coyote sets up a deal, and he ends up using his own money, his own money for it. You know, uh, you know, which is like six hundred dollars on a cop salary in the eighties probably was a lot of money for him. Yeah, and even um, Mr. Pyatt's like, that's the dumbest idea I've ever heard. Yeah, he well, Pyatt absolutely doesn't want to give in because she shot me. Why should she get the money? Right. You know, and everything like that. But um. And and by the, and Coyote by the way is, feels really bad. Like that's the thing. He had a moment when he when he realized he drew the connection between Hubie Pyatt, Billy Jean, the shooting, the money. He was like, oh, I screwed this up. Yeah, this is my this is my bad. Yeah, like like he basically for the rest of the movie he's operating under the idea that he's trying to have, trying to keep keep the worst thing from happening because he realizes it was like if if he had been more proactive with this issue then none of this would have happened. Right. So, you know, I mean, it's not really his fault. I'll give him that. Like, you know, as much as I, as much as I, you know, canonically hate all cops, yeah. you know, he, as a character, he was not a bad person. He was just like, oh, come on, you know, yeah. like, we'll worry, we'll, we'll look into this and we'll let whatever, you know, he just dragged his feet and didn't care Ooh. as much. Hey, buddy, I've got a very happy baby on, yes, the, on, on me and he's, he's strangling me a little bit and that's yeah. probably why he's so happy. Uh, so as I slowly pass out, let me just say to you that that the the drop off is going to happen in this mall in Corpus Christi, uh, and um, so they they all go. And they all go, and there's they, a scene of them. They don't want to like. There's a thing where they're trying to like like Christian Slater's like we should just steal all the stuff we need and whatever, and 
Billie Jean's like, no, we are not thieves. We're not thieves. We're not criminals. They keep telling us we're thieves, but we're, we're not. We're not. And so but what they end up doing is they start putting out, like, they start taking things, but they leave these notes saying, I owe you, you right. know, Billie Jean or whatever. Yeah, I owe you uh, G.I. Joe, you know, walkie-talkie. Yeah, like, yeah, because they, yeah, they, they, they steal all this equipment and whatever so that they can do the drop-off. They're, like, talking on these G.I. Joe walk. And by the way, for, for, for me, that was a delightful moment of when they're going through that stuff because, I mean, I never had any of the, like, full-size G.I. Joe stuff, like walkie-talkies and stuff. But, like, I, I was like, I had that toy and that toy. <laughs> like, it was, they had, they had for, for fans of G.I. Joe, if they happen to be watching, it was the Mobat tank that comes with Steeler and the APC amphibious personnel carrier. So uh, they, they obviously are, they, they obviously don't trust Pyatt, so they've set up their own plan to make sure that if things go wrong, they'll be ready to, you yeah. know, to, to, to take care of the whole and situation. And would you know it, Something. Things go wrong. So during the during the switch off, and Pyatt's been giving the money about whoa, loud man. Good Lord, is someone trying to sing immigrant song in my face? Uh, so uh, during the, the 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 switch off, uh, you know, Pyatt's given the money and like you know he he's takes, holding the envelope he, for her. He's holding the envelope for her, and out of nowhere, he calls for Hubie well, to. Before it. he does that, he says, "You would have loved it." You would have loved it. And yeah. then he drops the envelope and steps on it, and he yells for Hubie to come out. And by the way, I want to point out. This is where I want to go. Like, hey, cops, you want to do your job? Yeah, it's very strange. Because, um, like, like what he's doing is not in the plan, and they should be like, you need to stop this now. Yeah. You know. But instead, they let him kind of run the show yeah, in a way that is absurd because this isn't a hostage situation, right? You know. It's just handing over money. Yeah. Like, like, th- like he should not be like, like at all. So Hubie comes out, and of course, Billie Jean kicks him in the balls again, and she gets away. Yeah, because she's running. really good at kicking Pyatt boys in the yeah, balls. Yeah, really good. Uh, so she runs up, she runs up the, es- turns the like- down escalator, and when she gets up to the top, she st- she opens up her backpack, and she lets all the Chekhov's marbles out, yeah. and they go rolling, and so all of Hubie's like boys... Uh, and Hubie himself go, you know, slipping and fall. Yeah, it, it, it's like, it's suddenly, it's like, it's like a crossing Home Alone and Commando. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> like, it's ridiculous. Like, there's a whole foot chase in this mall, and the, I, you could tell this is the 80s. Yes. Because the cops don't draw their guns. No. Uh, you know, and just shoot aimlessly into civilians. So, long story short, she gets to the end of the, she gets to the exit, and she gets to the garage, and hops in the car, Binks uh, pushes a dumpster in front of the door so that nobody else can get through, and they all take off running because obviously Pyatt screwed them again. Yeah, and, they, and then that's where we start getting into the legend. Oh, and by the way, during this chase, this chase is set to Billy Idol's Rebel Yell. Yes. Which, uh, which was already released as a single at this, at this time. It was, it's not from this movie. But it did because it came back out and was on the soundtrack of this movie. Apparently it recharted Ooh, <laughs> because that's interesting. of this. And ow, 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 ow. Oh, and Ophelia, Ophelia has an amazing uh, line, line read around this time where she's like, oh my God. <laughs> what was the oh my God for? I can't remember why. I just wrote down her line read because she said it like, oh my God. She has two oh. great line reads that are totally deadpan, and for some reason, as dead, like I should think it's bad acting, but for some reason, they're both hilarious. And also, a really important moment here is that Peter Coyote walks into the garage. He sees them, and Binks has stupidly oh, yeah. stolen a uh, toy gun. And this is back. This is uh, this is the mid '80s. This is around the last time you could do this because there were some kids who were shot not long after this with a, like carrying toy guns. Yeah. And I really legitimately like this this movie like. Like it's it's Chekhov's toy gun, which is why I didn't talk about Chekhov's marbles because I was willing. I was waiting to go Chekhov's toy gun on this, Uh, but yeah, he's 
He essentially... Yeah, he's stolen this toy cap gun that looks so much like a real gun. Yeah, it really does. Like, you know, like... So he points it at Peter Coyote so that they can get away. And um, and, and remember, Billy Jean doesn't know about this because he steals it after they do all the IOUs. Yeah. Because he's just a dumb kid and yeah. he doesn't know yeah. any better. Yeah, Binks is, Binks is nothing but, like, a, a waiter on Billy Jean's neck. Oh, like, God. Christian Slater, come on, yeah, he's pull it together. Pulling it together. So, uh, and so Peter Coyote puts his arms, hands up, and he's like, "Okay, kid, put down the gun." And you know, he kind of does that thing where you like flip the gun around your trigger finger, and then yeah. grabs it, and they jump in the car and they leave. So, e- even though it wasn't a real gun, Peter Coyote couldn't tell because it does look like a real gun. So he thinks that that yeah. he ha- they and have a real gun, even though he doesn't necessarily believe it. He's not sure what's going on here. Yeah. And and and, and, and at this point, I'm going to say this right now: if Christian Slater was not white, and this was the year oh, 2018, that'd be a dead, 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 dead kid. Yes. Um, yeah. You know, it's, like, it's, it's incredibly unrealistic that, that in today's day and age that Peter Coyote would actually like not have drawn his weapon at this point, considering modern cops. And it's around this point that the movie stops being... I mean, I guess it's already started with the G.I. Joe walkie-talkies and the marbles. Uh, but this is when the movie stops being, in any way, uh, like a believable drama. Yeah. <laughs> and we start getting into the realm of the weirdest epic fantasy of crazy, like, fairy tales ever. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's still it's still real. There's no dragons or anything. Um, Should have been. Oh, man. Every movie is improved by dragons. Except, oddly enough, The Last Dragon. <laughs> Wait, not The Last Dragon. Dragonheart was what I meant. Dragonheart? Dragonheart. I didn't see Dragonheart. You shouldn't have seen Dragonheart. Um, or Ogar, another baby baby hand in the mouth is worth two So in the midst tonsils. of all of this, you're starting to see, like they, they end up at, a, early on, they end up at a gas station, you know, like a convenience store, and they don't have any money, and Putter's trying to like buy all this candy. because That actually happened see. before this Yes, point, I know I that. No, I know. I That's why I just said it. early on in this movie. Okay. When they're they they uh, this so these two kids they they recognize them and they're like you're Billie Jean and she's like uh no and she's like yeah you are and she's like I think what you're doing is really cool and fair you know you you should get what you want she, the the fair is fair hasn't happened yet she's like you should get you should get what you deserve that that guy should be paying you and it's terrible and um what do you and Putter comes in like trying to steal all this food and she's like you're never gonna get that out past the the clerk. So they end up buying all of this food and they the put it gas. on their parents' they put it account, on their parents' accounts, which is another old-fashioned thing that you're not going to see a lot of. Yeah, put it on my dad's account. He's out in the car, and they—I mean, it's got to be a hundred of dollars of, oh, of yeah, everything. Definitely. It was like a lot of money. So, but they end up getting all this like junk food and all this stuff, and so at least they have some sort of way. But as they're going, there's all these people that are starting to follow them, and. Um, you start to get this idea that there's this underground uh, movement of, you know, teenagers who obviously believe Billie Jean and her brother are are the good guys, and um, they're they're willing to help. So they start having fans all over the place. Yeah, yeah I'm sorry. God, this kid just keeps shoving his fist in my mouth. Uh, yeah. Oh, okay, now it's my nose. So, yeah, uh, I, I, I guess we can go ahead and cut to where you get to, like, I'm pronouncing Lloyd how you should be pronouncing Welsh because there's a thumb in my mouth. Say it again. I think we should skip to go ahead and get over to Lloyd's house. Oh, yeah. Okay. Because, yeah, they're on the run and they end up, uh, that's the next place in my notes and that's probably yeah. the next big thing that really happens. Is So they, they, they end up uh, breaking into a house to steal food. They're just hungry. They're just hungry and they're leave, like leaving notes to say they're sorry, you know, that they're eating the food. But you see this house, they're being watched 
on all these different camera lenses. It cuts like these lenses. Are like it's like they broke into the into the summer home of the guy from Sliver, right? Or something because there's just there's just cameras everywhere. And I'm like, did we just wander? Like, did it just become a horror movie? Yeah, it feels that way. Because it did have that incidental music earlier. Yep. And uh, she ends up she ends up wandering into the wander. Yeah, what he said. She ends up wandering through this house. Uh, she ends up separated from everybody else. And she's cornered by a creepy, weird, shriveled old man monster creature. And uh, she starts beating the crap out of him. Yes. And he's like, ow, ow, what are you doing? What are you doing? And he takes off his mask and it's this young, creepy dude. I guess he's supposed to be in high school like her. Lloyd. Lloyd. M- Lloyd Muldauer, <laughs> as we find out, is his full name. And Lloyd is the wealthy, film-obsessed son of a character we'll find later, but uh, it doesn't matter now. All we know is his parents are out of town, and he, he li- lives in a filthy he's, rich like he's home. Li- he lives in this incredibly filthy rich home, and he he is a fan of what Billie Jean has done. Yes, and he shows her a scene of a movie of an old Joan of Arc movie. I'm not sure which specific Joan of Arc movie it was. Yeah, but it's a, you know like and he tells her the story of Joan of Arc and everything and how. You know what she did and how she ended up burning for it, but how she stood like she heard voice. She heard voices telling her to fight and not be a peasant and not give up and blah blah blah. And she and beat lead the troops and to lead the troops and she beat the British and blah blah blah. And so now we get the through line of the rest of the movie, you know, which is that Billie Jean is kind of a modern day Joan of Arc. <laughs> Okay, so uh, we took a very small break from recording that turned into a several days break from recording, whereupon I got very sick, and then we had to run a bunch of errands, and then our son was out and about uh, <laughs> home all day, and we couldn't record, and then, uh, you know, the world ended, and no, I, I might have, I might be exaggerating yeah, towards the end, because I ran bit. out of things to say. I thought I had an end to that list, and I didn't have a button. Uh, I apologize for that. You have a, you have a, you now have... You're sporting a new scar on your head. Did, is that where Jackson hit you? No, no. This is actually a scratch. Oh, is that where Jackson scratched you? No, no. I've had this since yesterday. You just haven't been paying attention. Apparently, I don't look at you. Very I, often. I, lo- I love that we wait. You waited until we started recording <laughs> to talk about this. We're really easing back into this I'm podcast in really the good. middle. Right in the middle of what um, you're saying. You know, like no, he punched me in the eye. Oh, that's <laughs> he painful. didn't punch me in the forehead. Oh, sorry. But oh, I thought maybe like you know he caught you in the no, process no, of no, no, punch it's, it's, punchation. No, this is. Uh, Entirely unrelated, unrelated injury. So anyway, Joan, Joan of, of Arc. Arc. Actually, um, we're not really up to the jo- to the real good Joan of Arc uh, transformation no. yet. First and foremost, after uh, after he he basically decides he'll enlist himself in their cause. Um, yeah, why does he do that? Because he's a bored rich kid who resents his parents and wants something to do with his life. Ah, okay. And also, also I think a... he probably finds Helen Slater fairly hot. Um, I mean, I don't yeah, blame him. Yeah, she's a, she's an attractive woman. Um, and, um, so, uh, anyway, uh, he basically says he'll help and they, they can kidnap him. I don't know if he says this right now. I'm just going to say he says this, like he, they, he can be their hostage so they can get things done. Right. You know, cause otherwise no one's going to like, everyone's just going to come after them. But if they've got like a hostage, then they, you know, they have a little bit more leeway. And then he jumps out of his window. 
And it turns out it's a water slide. Which is the coolest thing I've ever seen. I just want to talk about this. I want to be rich enough to have a water slide. So, Actually, no, I don't, because then I'll have deserved the guillotine. I've seen this movie a number of times and, you know, watched it as a kid and, and the whole nine. But what what I find really amazing... I didn't even hear about this movie until the other day, like a couple months ago, when we were watching, uh, listening to Sirius and, and uh, Pat Benatar's uh, Invincible. It wasn't the other day. Song. This has been... I've been talking I, it was about another this for day. months. It was another day. Okay. I said a few like... months ago. I said the other day, well, a few months ago. Uh-huh. If you actually rewind the podcast by 15 <laughs> seconds and you'll hear that she's correcting me for something i actually said um oh there's not enough coffee in the world today okay so anyway i watched this watch this movie many times as a kid and at various points in the movie you know where i would you know jump in because you know thanks to syndication and you know movies that were replayed a lot anyway i i was uh i remember this scene very much specifically the i'm going to go slide down a water slide out of my window first of all how cool is that second of all that's a fast long water slide that's like a water slide from like a water park by the way this goes into my theory by the way about 1985 and like like this movie being so 19 because this movie came out around the same time as goonies yeah a movie that is secretly just kids playing in an underwater water park well yeah so like i mean it has water slides and everything yeah you know and a, a cutscene with an octopus yeah um but yeah, so the, the the water slide thing, I mean, we had we had a pool in our backyard and we had a slide. And it was the standard slide that like if you had a slide, this was the slide you had. This slide by the, by the way, you had a pool in your yard? My god. Class war, class war. I know. I mean I did live two blocks from the ocean for a while, but yeah, it was a little different. So we But it was in a very small house that my family bought in the seventies, not a uh, <laughs> yes, yes. We've established that I live... Not not across the, the yard from Michael Jordan. Oh, please. <laughs> I, I love that my dad likes to tout... Like, he, like, trots that out like it's some big thing. He li- there was a there was a woods behind us, and then and then he lived. Yeah, but it was Jordan's woods. It was Jordan's <laughs> you, woods. You were caught poaching the, <laughs> the king's deer in Jordan's woods. I know. How dare I? Uh, so, but, the, but this particular water slide that goes down from this guy's... Lloyd's window. Lloyd's. 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 Uh, see, that's hey, really now we're, to say and by the way, that by the way, we're now having a throwback to another 1985 movie, The Black Cauldron. Lloyd. Lloyd. Um. So you are fluid, fluid. Fluid, fluid, fluid. Stop! I will punch you. <laughs> this <laughs> particular slide is actually twirly, twisty slide. Like not completely, not it's not like enclosed, but it has a lot more turns to it than your standard you know pink yeah or it's like a starburst blue. commercial yes rather than your like standard stink stink or blue stink or blue stink or stink or was not blue his armor was orange alley pink or blue also i think he was Plastic released in 1985 slide with the you know those like aluminum steps that you would go you know what i'm talking about uh it had like two sprayers that would come out of you don't know what i know what you're talking about but i'm just letting you talk <laughs> anyway see we were lucky to have a wet banana yeah. Which was the poor man's slip and slide. Oh, wet banana. Because the, the slip and slide had built-in faucet, like you hook your hose up and it had little sprayers. The wet banana it was... Did? Yeah, the real, slip and, the real slip and slide. Like it had little sprayers on it. The wet banana was literally just a sheet of PVC. That's what I had. You had the wet banana. Oh my God, you were poor like us at times. I had no idea that there were the slip and slide actually... The slip and slide had little, like if you put your hose in, like a but little like, sprays on it. But even back in the, the 80s? Yeah, no, yeah, no. The slip and slide had that. Or maybe maybe the first generation didn't, but by the time I by the time I saw a real slip and slide, it had sprayers. The, my friends who had a slip and slide had my mind yeah. Was. And then later on, they added that little splashdown pool at the end. I never had that. 
well, you had a, at Karen's wedding, they had a splashdown pool inside their slip and slide. They did. Yeah, they did. Well, I didn't use it. I did. Did you have? Did you? Did you wear a bathing suit? Oh, I, I think I just went in my underwear or something. Sounds like you. <laughs> anyway, anyway, um, going back. Yeah, the wet banana was just PVC pipe you sprayed with a hose. So we're downstairs. They're downstairs. They're talking. Blah blah blah. He's gonna join him up, and that's whenever uh, Billy Jean <laughs> comes down, and she has given herself the Furiosa glow up. Yeah, she. She has, has cut her hair short. She's in. Well, for, well she's in like an awesome like she's new like, wave yeah, outfit. She's <laughs> like, like cut the sleeves off and uh, yeah. of, of, of of a jacket, and she's yeah. like, like she's in this like sleeveless like day glow like. <laughs> Ple- I don't know vinyl. <laughs> like I don't know what the outfit is. She looks actually. She looks great. It, it I, is weirdly of, enough. Weirdly enough, like Helen Slater looks really good with short hair. Yes. Like she, she, lo- did she a looks really great. good job. Like, I'm gonna say this too. Like really well done moment of having the music that she walks out to the. Was that invincible? Floor. Yeah. That was. was the, I think it's the first time we hear. Boom. I think yeah. it's the first time we yeah. hear the the, the, the invincible. Theme to Billie Jean, yes, yes, <laughs> or, like, yes. or whatever it is. It's really well done, and it's yeah. it is it is a it is a memorable moment. Yeah, it's a, yeah, it's, it's like it, this is where the movie's visually. like, okay, now we're gonna get crazy. Yeah, yeah. Because now right, we're the movie, the movie was movie. starting to get crazy, <laughs> but like I, I know I keep saying this yeah. is the moment, but like the movie is the movie really builds to crazy. Yeah, you know, like like I I I will say I I like I like the fact that it builds to crazy. I wish it would, had it started at crazy and built to crazier, but. <laughs> No, the movie really does have a build here. So, so and oh, I guess I guess the hostage thing actually comes later. It does but it doesn't come later, matter. but that's okay. But it doesn't matter. Like anyway, they they get ready to go. No, 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 no. Before they go, but way before they go, uh, Billie Jean does her video. Oh yeah, no, I'm sorry. Yes. Well, yeah, they they this is yeah, important. I'm sorry. They make the video where Billie Jean gives her manifesto, which where she talks about like what like how like she just wants what she's owed, and then like that she's not a criminal. And it ends with uh, the, she tells the, she's the like, what was the going truth. to be the original title yes, of this movie. Right. Fair is fair. Yeah. Which is a terrible title for a movie. It sounds like it sounds like this movie was based off a short story called Fair is Fair. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like, but um So so then they then they get ready to go. And he they're actually leaving and this is when Lloyd's like, Hey, I have a great idea. You know, you don't want you to leave, you know, I I'll be your hostage. You need me and you find out that his father is actually the, running for senator. No, right? no, no, no. He's running for attorney general. Oh, attorney he's general. A, he's right. a district attorney. He's running for attorney general. Attorney general. And before right. we find that out, while he while we're having this discussion and leaving, I I, I have to point out that uh, Billy G. I guess her arms were cold, so she puts on this loose blazer, and suddenly it looks like she's getting ready for the serious moonlight tour. <laughs> <laughs> Like she's like I if, if if at any time she had suddenly suddenly said you know if you should fall into my arms like she is she is seriously like let's dancing it like yeah. she looks like it is it is hilarious how much she looks like David Bowie and that's in that like didn't you tell me that when you were younger yes, you actually I thought, thought like I thought that she was, was like, trying to be David Bowie because I didn't understand the whole Joan of Arc thing <laughs> now I know how David Bowie felt <laughs> so. They're getting ready to leave. I should have done that in a bad Morrissey voice. Lloyd, now Lloyd, I know how David Bowie felt. Lloyd has decided to go with them by by being their Kermit hostage in, ho- in hopes that Kermit I don't know the that racist. they'll get money that that his dad will notice. What's the reason? Uh, why is he doing it? Yeah, I mean he's a bored rich kid. I just explained I that know, a few minutes. But it just I don't understand what his motive behind it. It never made sense to me. Um, he's a thing. bored rich kid trying to impress a hot girl. But this is the part that 
I don't understand. If they're taking a hostage, that goes against their whole philosophy of we're not thieves, we're not bad, all we want is our money right, that's owed to us. Honey, you're asking for a Logic, ideological yes. consistency in yes. the legend of Billie Jean. I am. I, I a movie that am. is definitely not ideologically consistent <laughs> or indeed constructed properly. I have no idea what you're at, why you're why this is your sticking point. There is so much less believable shit going on in this movie than this part. So they take, they go, and in the process, they take the camera because, you know, obviously they're going to make these videos on their way. And, go ahead. And, oh no, that was it. Oh, I was just okay. saying that's the that's the end here. And, so then uh, they, they video Lloyd as the hostage, and then they finally get P- Peter Coyote, the, the, the detective, and, you know, everybody finally says that they'll, the and, and, Dean Stockwell, who actually plays Lloyd's father, comes on the scene. Yeah, and I, I always wondered why he didn't just ask Ziggy where, where they were located. Because yeah. it would have been a lot faster. So much faster. So, um, oh boy. So, different, uh, Bo- different than a Bowie reference. Not yeah. a Bowie reference. Yeah. So then they, so, so uh, basically he's like, well, let's, let's, let's pay them for the hostage. It's my son, blah, blah, blah. And the, no, actually, uh, didn't he say he wasn't going to pay them? Right, but then he does pay them. Yeah, no, I'm saying, but he's like, but I'm not he gonna. offers He offers 10 grand. Yeah. Which Ten grand, like, that's all I'm that's worth. That's all he's worth. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, like, but, um, oh my goodness, uh, what was I, what was I, what was I about to say? I don't know. Well, anyway, like, oh, they, I, when they were doing the hostage videos, by the way, he, like, Lloyd can't help but crack up the entire time, like, he's tied up and he's, like, dying laughing yeah. doing it, like, you know. obviously, that's not what's, I mean, it's, they're not really in danger. So, the, then, okay, I'm, somehow my brain is not remembering what happens right after this. At some point, the, the, so they're offered the money, they... Don't take it, but then somehow they get separated. Like the, the cops are after them. The cops they, are after them. They yeah, they end up splitting up. But that's not yet. It's very close. No, it to is. This. No, it is yet. No, it is yet. But before we do that, let's talk about the fact that they're building a statue of her. Like the statue's made by it, like Pyatt. Um, he's putting. He's building like a statue of her. Like I guess technically it's an effigy of her. And I can't tell if it's made. I, I'm trying to figure out if it's made like by with fiberglass. I, mean, I think it's. I think it's paper mache. Is it? I think. I think I think it's painted paper mache, okay. but it like, but to like to my eyes, it looks a hell of a lot more like Lloyd than it actually looks like her. It's so like a blonde-haired Lloyd. A blonde Lloyd, a Lloyd, if you will. <laughs> so, um, you know, it's, it's got like a, it's got like a bigger, stronger chin like Lloyd has, and the hairline even looks a little more receding like Lloyd, who, who at the age of ostensibly seventeen has a higher forehead than I, my balding ass does at forty-two. I think it's really funny though that that okay, you 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 got to think to yourself that that statue took a while to make. It didn't. It was yeah, they were really. So, so my point is that like it's not like she cut her hair that early on. So it, for me you, as a child, I always thought. That that statue was supposed to be Binks, but I was, but I remember saying to myself, "Well, why do they have Binks dressed like Billy Jean?" But Binks is the one that was holding the gun, so it's yeah. this weird, like we're well, going to retell like, It's like history. society forgets Binks immediately. Billy Jean is just more interesting. Well, sure. So they make her like, they even though Binks did everything, they make her like the focus, the one that did it. You know, right. but um, I think part of it also is that do you ever, do you think maybe 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 the video comes out. They see the video, um, uh-huh. and oh, oh, we forgot to mention that they give baby Jonah Hill the tape to turn oh, into yeah. the, oh, to the law. Oh, that's so funny! To the law, right? like this kid looks like a little tiny baby, and he's he's the right age too, just about. Like yeah. you could like, but uh, this little kid that looks like a tiny Jonah Hill, like like walks in the police station or whatever with a tape and hands, and hands it, it to hands Peter it to Peter, 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 Peter Coyote, named after the trickster spirit of the 
Oh no. Uh, so um, I think he actually did choose that name. I'm pretty sure he, that's, that's a not, great name. I'm pretty sure he, his his given name is something much less interesting or fun that's sounding. A great name. Like, I give him a lot of credit because that's a great something really name. generic like Cohen or something like that. You know, I guess that's not. I guess Cohen's not generic. It means you're descended from the Cohens of yeah. uh, of the Bible times. But still, it's it's something. It's generic. But um, anyway, he gives that, and we so that's that's how they know she's got short hair. And then the statue's made. Right. But it is made very quickly. Very right? quickly. Do you think maybe they're making the statue? A long hair and they're like ah crap, crap. had to get like uh they had to get like a a, a dremel out and like yeah, saw, off, saw off the uh the hair there so anyway um we get and this is where we realize that uh Pyatt is basically really cashing in big time on her image this is we see him he's just like he's got like a his beachfront store is turned into like this shrine and he's selling all sorts of t-shirts of her about with her face on it and posters with her face on it and, like, bullet, and, like, and he has like like copies of the shirt with his blood stain yeah, on it it's so and, disgusting. And, and and that was also when I realized that uh, the guy they got to play Pyatt is the guy you get when you can't afford powers booth <laughs> Because, yeah. you know, man, Powers Booth would have nailed it in this part. Yeah. I, I mean, this guy was good, good but yeah. this guy, like, he was perfectly, like, acceptable as, like, a sleazy fat asshole with yeah. a mustache. But I feel like Powers Booth really would have nailed the evil white dude, yeah. <laughs> like, with a mustache uh, role here. Yeah. So, anyway, and the legend of Billie Jean is growing. Yeah. Much like the title of this movie. Mm-hmm. At, like, at this point, I think they're separated. Yeah, well, and she disappears. She and, disappears, and she leaves them at I think at night. She, yeah. She, she oh, is this off. when she leaves? Is this when she leaves? Uh, yeah, I think this is. Yes. No, no, not yet, not yet. She hasn't left yet. Oh. Okay. Um, they're separated uh, for a bit, and uh, she um she basically uh at some point she's walking down the street, and these kids start following her. Right. And like, there's this. It's kind of unclear what's going on at first, but they want her to go somewhere and right. save someone. Right. And so she goes to this house, and she's followed by like. Everyone like, and then her gang like is still gang. with her. Group is still her with group her. Group is still with her at this yeah, because yeah. I remember, I remember uh, Lloyd is looking through, He's the looking window, through the window. Right. But like, they they're outside this house, and there's a kid getting beaten by his by by his father, who looks like a shaved Starburns from Community. Yes. Um, it, like. And, like, basically she comes in the room and he's like, I don't, like, what are you doing? Like, and she's like, come with me, you know. And he's like, don't you dare go, you know. And it's like, you know, again, content warning. This movie, like, really leans into, like, bad abuse going on. Um, parental abuse a lot. Parental abuse and, 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 and threatened sexual abuse is very heavy in this movie. So uh, Considering how goofy it is for most of it. Uh, you know, like, it, but when it gets dark, it gets real dark. But she basically says, come with me. And he's like, you're not really her. You're just, and then he looks outside and he sees all the people. He's like, you're really her. And he's like, I... Uh, I, and he, like, I think he wants her autograph. Like, no, he's like, he's like, you, you want you you a drink? You, you want a drink? You want a Coke or something? Coke <laughs> yeah. or something? It's really weird. And she takes the kid away from this abusive father. Um, at, Says at, that he's going to go live with his grandma. And then at some point, someone takes a picture with a camera that has flash cubes. And we, we just got like very nostalgic. Yes. Uh, you know, it was the Pepsi free of this movie. Oh, I remember what happened. So this is when it happens. They get in the car to leave and... One of the people that's on Pyatt's side shows up with a gun. Remember, they pull out the shotgun, and it's oh, that's that, that's not the, yeah, that's not yeah, that, that's about to happen. Yeah, yes, it's the Amy Sedaris uh, lookalike. Yeah, and and this guy and this 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 guy with it, and at first they're just gonna try and catch him, and then like you know like, He's like I'm gonna blow the tires out. And she's and like, what are you doing? You and know? instead, he shoots the window the rear, out. The rear window out, and and I'm gonna say this right now. This is when I realized this movie. Like so many movies we watch, has, has more, more car, car chases than, than over the, the top. top. <laughs> like I can't, this, like I can't believe Over the Top doesn't have a car chase like this in it. But they, like, but this movie does, and so it's like it's all crazy for a while. They manage to get away. The car's all like crappy. The rear window is completely shot out, and they find blood on Putter. 
Yes. And they're freaking out, freaking like, oh my out. god, Putter's been shot. And then suddenly we realize, no, Putter has become a woman. Uh, you know, so um, they take her to like they like take her to I don't know like a like a dock and they like wash her in the river in the, in the river. I guess uh, wow, go, getting real religious symbolism. That's what I'm here. saying, take me to the river. Okay. Anyway, wash uh, me in the water. Washing this reference down. <laughs> um, so um, so uh, they like and that's what I noticed. They still have the logo of the freaking like. Uh, Trailer park yeah. that they're in on the side of their of of their the car. Say like even the Binnaker gang sort of painted over there that weird they mutant tried. pizza delivery van that they had. Yeah, um, it was a laundry van, but yeah. And um, so so they so they go and uh, something happens at this point that they have to get that. Oh no, they're oh, all wait, together. Wait 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 wait. What wait? What do you have written down? I want you to tell me what this says and what it could possibly mean. Let's play What's John's Notes Say? Rescue 99? No, 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 oh, no, 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 no. This one. This line right here. The HSS or the snowflakes? The, I don't know what I don't know what that means. <laughs> I don't know what that means. I have no earthly idea what that means. H, could it be 4 or 5? I didn't know. I don't know. What I, the like, hell does that mean? I don't know. I have no earthly idea. The hat, the hat, the hiss or the snow? Nobody cares. I, I know it's a snowflakes, and I don't know what I'm talking about with snowflakes. I have no does idea it, what you're talking about. Does it, does it, does it, it doesn't snow in Corpus Christi in the summer. No. And there's <laughs> like, no sound of it. It's not like the hiss of the snowflakes. And it's or. I'm, and, I'm pretty sure that. Like, I, I, I cannot, uh, I cannot. Oh, no, it is the hiss of the snowflakes. It's from her story. She is talking oh, about. Right! Yeah, like, she's telling oh, a story about, right, Vermont about Vermont and how the how, how you can hear the hiss of the snowflakes. That's and I'm like, right. I want to talk about something here. Because, all right, I'm a sub. <laughs> Southern boy. I grew up in South Carolina. Um, I did. I grew up, I'm from Charleston, South Carolina. And I grew up in South Carolina and we didn't get much snow, I'll admit. Like it, it, we got some occasionally. Like every few years we get like a little bit of a flurry or something. You know, not like Corpus Christi, which is right on the Gulf Coast and very far south. Like, you know, like, you know, like we had a little bit, you know, but you know, not often. And so I move up here and I, I but I've lived in Chicago for, you know, 14, 14 years. 14 years and uh, I, I've seen my share of snow do you know one thing that snow doesn't do hiss or make any sound like if there's wind you hear wind but if it's just snow it is notably and commonly like known as very silent snow muffles noise in fact I don't know where we get the, the hiss of the snowflakes is like it's like poetry written by someone who's never heard snow. She is seventeen. So. Yeah, but she was there. You know, like, ooh, it's hissing. <laughs> like, I don't know that she was there. I, I think still think she's assuming I that think, she was. I, she talks about it as if she's like there. Maybe she tells him like, maybe it's a tell me the story of the rabbits type situation. Maybe it is. I think. Oh my god, she should have shot Binks in the head. <laughs> it's a better movie. Better movie. <laughs> Come on, admit it. So, so at this point, at this point, uh, at this point, I believe um, this is when she leaves. This is when she leaves. She tells she... Binks the story as like a bedtime story, and she disappears. Yes, that's right. Yes, and tell me about the rabbits, Binks. Yes, uh, no, and she leaves, and uh, uh, there, the only people actually, she, Binks, she, and whatever are still like are are together. I think for a moment. No. Well, oh no, no, Binks and uh, and whatever have risen. They got split up by, by the things. Binks and uh, and Lloyd are not accounted for. Right. She's with the girls. She leaves uh, uh, Ophelia and Putter, Putty, Putzer, Pipple, 
Pipple. I'm going to let Pepper. you keep going. Peter Piper. Somehow um, they get split up again. Yeah, they get split up again, but she leaves them in the car. Right. You know. At night. At night. Like, basically, she sneaks off and kind of leaves, like, she basically drops them off. Yeah. Uh, you know, with the police. And the next thing you know is... And, 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 and they're like, they wake they, they wake up and they're like, where, where, is, like, you know, and they, he's Peter asking Coyote a few later. Peter Coyote's like, where is she? Yeah. She's everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> and, and he's like, you know that she told me where you were. And she's like, she wouldn't do that. Billy Jean wouldn't do that. And he's like, no, she did. She called us and she told us where you were. You know, because because Billie Jean's like, it's getting too dangerous and she yeah. doesn't want them hurt. Right. Uh, you know. So she disappears and she starts running. She's on the run. Away. She the cops she, get her gun and right about now it's time to have some up fun. back at the... The, the the miniature golf course. Oh, not yet. Oh, not yet. Not yet. What happens? No, between? no. She's she's on the run for a while, I think, right? Yeah, but she's like... That, they, no, she's on the run and like she's rescued. She gets cornered. She's running. She gets rescued by yes. a girl with short hair. Right. That she keep, before, this yeah. ha- a lot of this... So there's this big montage of her getting rescued and they have and this underground railroad. There's, there's this whole underground railroad. It's like the Ellen James Society and World According to Garp, except yes. they have tongues. They just have short hair. Right. And, <laughs> and they're uh, passing her... Wow, like, that's the first World According to Garp reference that anyone on Earth is made in the last 25 years. Well, we uh, made one in the car the other day. You no, know, all right. Anyone other than us. Well, this is true. <laughs> Wait, did you make it last time? Are we both independently making yes. Garp references? Yes. Oh yes. my god. Um, so now, like, and that's like the movie's kind of turning into like a Spartacus thing, where everyone is claiming to be uh, is Billy claiming Jean. to be Billy Jean, and like you'll get these lineups where people are like they're they're pulling out lineups to like like to recognize her. Right. And uh, at one point, uh, like Putter and Ophelia are there, and they bring in this lineup, and like like. Then Putter's mom shows up. Oh, yeah. And Putter's mom continues to be instantly crappy because she's like, Mommy! And then she gets slapped immediately down by her mother. And that's when she just angrily grabs a pair of scissors and cuts her hair in front of her mother. It's a great moment. And, um... And, uh... Basically, like, so, but then that's when Billie Jean goes into, like, this underground railroad thing that's kind of amazing. And, like, it's, like, at one point, I think they get help from the Running on Empty family. Yes. <laughs> they're just, Everybody's like, running in our, in our, in our movies, in my movies. Yeah. And, um. God, I wonder if there's that get, symbolic And that's when we, that's, yeah, childhood. and they get, and, and that's when she gets back to, she ends up getting back to the, going back to the, uh. The mini golf course. She has them drop her finds, off there, and it's and she raining, finds, like And it's crazy. raining, and she finds, and she finds out that Binks is there. And she's like, he's like, well, I knew you'd come back here. And then uh, Lloyd steps out, and he's still with them. Yeah. Uh, with he he stayed with he stayed with Banks. Um, and so the three of them are there, and they're they're figuring out their end game at this point. And Lloyd and Billie Jean end up in a little house in the miniature golf course. Yeah. And we have the what which you is call exactly the- where Bart Simpson was conceived, by the way. Yeah. And then there's this pan. Up. Well, like, with what the Lisa they, connection. You thought that they were, there was somebody looking through the window, and it, he's like, it totally does. <laughs> I, I, like it pans up when they're looking at each other, and it like it pans up in a way that like you expect to see someone there, and then then I'm like, oh no, it's the sex implication pan, yes. not the hey, there's someone spying on you pan. Yeah, it was very funny. <laughs> it was it was like, it was a great moment. Where I was like, oops, I didn't realize that's the same pan. It just and, and the problem is this again. This movie has the incidental music of a horror movie. Yeah. So so, so like, Peter like, Coyote is with the car, and in the car were some of these many golf balls from when before when they had so been they're there. starting to figure so, out so peter coyote thinks to himself i wonder if they're back there like he's he's always just like one step behind them but he know he kind of gets yeah at this point I he's think a pretty he, good detective at this point he knows they're there because he goes by himself yeah he goes and, alone and he like says listen i blah blah he's blah. like talking to them but there there's nobody there it seems like it's deserted but he's pretty convinced that they're there so he's telling them you know go ahead 
Oh, that's it. Like, oh. you know, I, 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 I actually didn't have anything to say oh. about this part. I was like, well, they're all hiding. So, so Binks and Lloyd and, and Billy Jean are all hiding in the house, in the little yeah, and, uh, house. They're hiders in the house starring Gary Busey. Um, but yeah, and, and at one point, like he, he rolls the ball, like it, like at the end when he leaves, he rolls the ball, uh, like into the, into the place they're at and, and Binks, Binks catches it, it yeah. you know? And so they, they come up with a plan, like, like, it's like Peter Coyote, I think said like, Hey, we're going to, you know, this is going to happen. We're going to, you know, like we'll give you your, we'll get you your money and everything. And it turns into like this big event. Yeah. Like there's a whole crowd. Bonfire there's a bonfire. There's this whole crowd. It's a big party. There's a guy in like an original old school social distortion shirt, which I thought was kind of an interesting thing to see because yes, we grew up in like the the era when social distortion was kind of ubiquitously like the you know, kind of the douchebag guy punk band, uh, roots rock band. But this was back when they were like before they were really well known. They'd only released one album, and it's still like when they had like the weirdo MRA hat wearing cartoon, not even the skeleton logo. So I was like, oh my god, <laughs> like. So they show up. Someone and wore their own shirt to the shoot, is what I'm saying. I mean, there's and, obviously like lots of press, and you know, all these and kids we are there. That, um, that basically they've called like uh, uh, what's his name? The DA is called in sharpshooters. Right, and but hold on. Before this happens, a a a radio show has come up with the money to buy Binks a brand new bike. Remember, right. mm-hmm. so yeah. it's a brand new bike, and they're going to get the money from Mr. Pyatt. Mm-hmm. So both things are supposed to happen. So they don't know how Billie Jean's going to come in. They don't know if she's coming, walking in, what area she's coming One from. One if by whatever. air, two if I see. Yeah, they're not sure. She'll, um, she'll spin up out of the ground like Superman. Uh, and as I'm sure you know, Billie Jean <laughs> at this hole. point isn't going to just show up, you know, and walk well, out. That's because she's she's gotten very theatrical yes. as, as time is going so, on. So she shows up in a fedora with a, uh, um, with a wig. And right. Oh yeah, there was a wig buying sequence earlier that yeah. we like. Che- I guess it was Chekhov's wigs, we'll but check like honestly, wigs. we completely forgot about because yeah. like they got scattered after that point. Yeah, and that was like, well, the like whole montage. but like the whole thing. But we don't know this yet. Like yeah. right now, we're just at, they've got sharpshooters out. Yes, you know, and and and, and, and Peter Coyote's Peter like, what are you doing? Yeah. Like, no, I'm in charge of this. This is a police matter. You know, you you don't you don't have the authority to do this. He's like, get these sharpshooters out of here. You know, and like, uh, but they never get gotten out of here because once again, we're talking again more Chekhov's guns. This is this is. Honestly, this is now we're in Savannah Smiles territory, which isn't 1985, but still we're 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 real we're really deep in like this again. This is a very er MMIS movie in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, so we've got the snipers coming. We've got the guy with the fake gun. <laughs> you know. So we've all got, of a sudden, you see what looks like the shadow of Billie Jean walking out of the of the ocean, like 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 Venus. Yes. With well, well, with well, walking a, down the beach with actually. a guy, which is supposed to be the hostage, which is Lloyd, which is Lloyd, and. You you if you squint a little bit you're like oh okay well yeah okay. It's, it's it's silhouetted for the most part yes. with the sun behind and then they do a close up and oh no it's actually Binks in a wig and then that's when you find out Billy Jean's in the crowd actually he doesn't have a wig they just put makeup on him oh no he's just yeah. his makeup yeah and, because they both have short blonde a, yeah. hair you're right no Giving I know a, but he has his makeup and a dress on right and, and he's looking for Billy Jean who is now by the by the bike and she's like pulled the tarp off to prove that to it's prove there that it's there and gives the thumbs up yeah. And then uh, it's great. And then all of a sudden, someone yells, he, uh, "She's got a gun!" And, and uh, the, the, sharp sh- the sharpshooter uh, immediately shoots, uh, guns Binks. Binks down. Yeah. And they're like, <gasps> you know, they run forward, like you know, like, and everyone's running forward. They realize it was one; it was a toy gun. Two, it wasn't her. She runs out. It turns into this whole thing. You know. And I guess weirdly enough, even though she's committed a shit ton of actual crime, technically. 
Like, you know, like technically she's done a lot of things that are like borderline illegal and there, there's no way she would just be let free to go at this point, but she's kind of just allowed to free roam now that her, now that her brother's been shot. Yes. And she goes over to confront Pyatt. Right. And she's like, blah, you know, like, and she just comes and stares at him and gives, and, and gives him a, a bit of a dressing down and he tries to give her all the money in his register. Right. Like, look, we're even now. We're even now. You know. A little more, a little less. A little more, a little less, whatever. Just take it. Just take it. And she won't take the money. And basically, she just look. And she ends up basically <gasps> kneeing him in the balls. Yes. Which is her. And then he, and that's when he does this rant in front of everyone about what, like, you would have loved it. You would have loved it. You know, and like, everyone realizes he, <laughs> that he actually had threatened you know, to sexually assault her and was blackmailing her sexually. Yeah. You know, and everyone's just witnessing him say this. And he's like, what? What? You know, and that's, well, that's not really like the end of one of our movies, but it's like the end of Drop Dead Gorgeous, kind of. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, he's, he's, he's doing the uh, Kirstie Alley character. Kirstie Alley character. But uh, he's just ranting like, you! A swan ate my baby! Yeah. No, uh, but he's like, so he's he basically. Well, she gives him like a huge monologue about and, like what what would I have loved, Mister Pyatt? What would I have like yeah. your 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 whole you know layaway plan? What you know yeah, what was right, that? Yeah. Blah, blah blah blah. Yeah. Doesn't matter anyway. He's confessed. She needs him in the balls. He's laying on the ground, and, and somehow she, and a, she throws his money, money into the pyre or the bonfire, yeah. and you know and wanders off. You know walks off and like Peter Coyote's just like yeah, and, money and in- no one's arrested. He's like arrest her, and everyone yeah. just kind of does. And this is where it gets and this is where it gets Roadhouse. Yeah. Everyone just sort of goes like mm-hmm. arrest who? Yeah. You know, like none of the cops will do anything. And the, and the fire actually starts to light his whole like thing his on, whole thing on, on fire. fire. All of his shit is burning. Yeah, he's like what? He's trying to grab the money out of yeah. the fire and. And everyone starts just looking at him sadly and taking off their like Billy merchandise. Jean merchandise. Like guys are taking their shirts off and throwing them in, and they're throwing the posters in. And it, you know, it, it, and the fire is actually right under the statue. Yeah, and so basically, it all fades into, uh, you know, it all fades into like the like she and like basically she's burning like Joan of Arc, Joan of Arc and she right. looks at herself burn and walks away. <laughs> And then, and then we get we get a very bad cut, very bad cut to like the final collapsing version of the fire, where obviously they did not have they only had one model and one set to burn. Yes. So they have this really like the film stock doesn't even look right. It's like really grainy. Like it was the best shot they could get. (laughs) You know, it's very weird. It's like it's like it suddenly it's like they suddenly switched to like eight millimeter. Yeah. (laughs) Like it like it's like it's just it's real trashy. Yeah. You know and. and then basically we fade out, but the movie's not over yet. No, it's oh, not. Oh, goodness, no. Now we cut to the hissing snow waste <laughs> of what I can only assume is Vermont. Yes. And where I can only assume they must have hitchhiked. They had to. <laughs> but, and there is, there, is, there is Binks. He's alive, and he's with Billie Jean, and they're in the cold. And he's like, nobody told me it was this cold. And it's kind of funny because they're like his dream. Like, honestly, it's, it's kind of like me moving up to Chicago. I'm like, okay, now, okay, now it's cold enough. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> You know, I hate these hot. But he takes a look summers. at this um, snowmobile that's sitting right there. This hot red. And I'm like, are they setting up the sequel? They were. And <laughs> no. then it then and then you get the stinger of the credits. And, and the credits got to start playing. And and oh, at some point we actually got a second playing of Invincible in this movie because I guess they paid for it. No, yes. thir- a third playing oh, there because uh, they played twice in the on the score. Um, and then yeah, we get the credits, and that's where we learned there were two two. Divinal songs on this soundtrack, and considering this is 1985, about five or six years before I touch myself was a hit. That's kind of some hip hip moves on well, the. The second uh, playing of it is when is when she walks away from the fire and the fire's burning. Okay, you're, you're saying it meaning the not song. the divinal songs oh, that sorry, I was just no, talking I was, about. I was back. Yeah, I was like, I was what are you talking about? Sorry. Yeah. Like here, hold this baby for a minute. 
Hi. Yeah. So yeah, that and that is so that, that kind of concludes. That kind of concludes our our podcast that has been interrupted literally like sixteen times. You have no idea how many times we just we had to pause these recordings. Yes, it's uh, the one that we made a big deal of was when it was several days, but <laughs> we, yeah, it's happened a number of times since then. Um, so this this odyssey is finally over. We are back home. Uh, Molly Bloom is masturbating with a Ron sentence. Um, it's a Ulysses reference. Okay. Okay. And so let's uh, let's let's ask you a question there, Allie Bear. No, that's not a question. That's a statement. <laughs> no, the question is: Was the Legend of Billie Jean worth revisiting? Hell yeah, was it worth revisiting. It's a great movie. It's 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 just a, it's a hoot in a handbasket. It's fun. <laughs> It mixes its it mixes its metaphors. It mixes its metaphors. No. It sure as hell does. It it takes a really <laughs> schlocky idea of the Joan of Arc story and tries to modernize it. And yeah, I I mean I I love this movie. It, Billie Jean didn't hear voices in that my in, in my mind that makes it not a true Joan of Arc movie. Right, there you go. You know, but she was a movement. I do like that they that they really step into and lean into the whole. Um, abuse that kids deal with. I like that there was a difference in class mm-hmm. and showed that. I just think there's a lot of good yeah. things about this There was movie. some cla- good class war in there, but... Um, I mean, is it a great, like, movie of the times? No. I, it, but it's, I mean, it's nostalgia for me. It has a great... There's the, I think that song is phenomenal. I love that song so much. It makes me happy. Pat Benatar is a classically trained opera singer. Yeah, she is. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Peter. Um... That's actually Tina Fey in an in a in an S a Second City uh, scene that was later turned into those Boston makeout people with Jimmy Fallon and Rachel Dratch on ah. Saturday Night Live. But that ah. was those were that was developed on the stage and it, Rachel Dratch played the mother ah. on that. And that was a there was I yeah I know this because I'm a dork. Yes, um, you are. Anyway, so uh, I do think it was worth revisiting, and I really I love this movie. Yes, John, you can keep pointing at the thing. John! Was... I pointed at the thing so you wouldn't call attention to it. Oh. I thought you'd forgotten and I thought you were about to go into it. I wasn't into... about to. Okay. No, I remember. Okay. I was finishing what I had to say about this movie, okay. which is that I, I enjoyed it. It sounded it. like you were segueing into, into, the, in, into the end of it. You would be incorrect on that. All right, so John, <laughs> was this movie worth watching? It's, that's a tough one to answer, oh, by the way. No, no, no. It's weird because I'm about to say an answer that contradicts a few facts about this movie. All right. Because this movie is not very good. No, it's not. It's a very not good movie. No, it's not. It's bad. Yes. It's actively not good. It's mm-hmm. stupid. Mm-hmm. It's it's ridiculously not good. Most of the acting performances are Fine. competent Fine. at best. Like it's it has moments of absolute ridiculousness, like mixed in with moments of like such self seriousness that it's yes. like, what are you trying to accomplish? Right. But I think weirdly enough, it ends up being this incredible mix of I am glad I saw it because boy howdy, it was fun in the dumbest way. I was yep. like I had a, like other than the fact it was I like I mean it was kind of weird because I was like it, got, it was so dark in parts at the beginning that I was like, oh God man, why why am I watching this depressing ass movie? But then it got crazy. Yes. But the problem is I think I would have liked it more if it were always crazy. Right. Like, I feel like the movie, like, tried to have its cake and eat it too. But I, like, everything about it is things I don't normally enjoy. Like, but it really, like, somehow it worked. It worked. I'm really glad I saw it. I don't know that I'll be watching it anytime right. again. Right. But it was, like, it was worth seeing and, like, kind of crazy. And, and, and you know what? Helen Slater was hot as hell yeah. as as in her Joan of Arc form. Oh, you didn't like her with the long hair? <laughs> oh, she was, she's 
she's an attractive woman anyway. Yeah, she but is. like, but like, she looked really good with like the short hair. She, again, it was the Imperator Furiosa glow up. Yeah. But it was like, but it was like if if Fury Road had been made in the eighties. Yes. It was eighties version of Fury Road. Yes. Like if like instead of Tina Turner, she was the antagonist slash protagonist of uh, of uh, Thunderdome. Yes. You know. Yes. But it, but anyway, it was it was yeah it was it was fun. It, it was, was fun. it was fun when it wasn't except when it wasn't, and that's why it's not a great movie. Right. But right. it was an experience. It was an experience. I so agree. yeah, we exist. We do. And you know where we exist? Where do we exist? Well, we exist on the internet in various forms, Woo! mostly as a series of ones and zeros that your computer turns into sound. But you can find those ones and zeros either at matchmadeinspace.com or. By your favorite podcatcher that we're actually <laughs> subscribed to. I should probably eventually put us on Stitcher or some crap <laughs> like that. Yes, we're on Apple Podcasts. Dot com. No, that's not a thing. That's not a thing. <laughs> you can also contact us via email, as if anyone still uses email in 2018 for non-business purposes, at matchmadeinspace at gmail.com. You can still find us on Twitter because we're too old to do anything else. Um, well, Allie does Instagram. But you can find us on Twitter at mmispodcast.fart. No, there's no dot fart in the end of that no. mmis at mmis podcast you can find ally on twitter at ali underscore goodman you can find me on twitter at hitler puncher and you can also find our sister podcast um it's basically the same podcast instead but instead of 80s movies we talk about Grey's hard anatomy at, at hard Grey's night uh, uh also um you can uh, find please rate and review us because yeah, uh please. you know it's been a while since we've gotten a review or a rating and it's, it's nice it's nice it's nice to read a review that isn't no oh, wait wait don't don't rate and review us if you hate us we don't we don't need no we don't we don't we don't need we the need, bad press straight, stroke our ego stroke our ego please also um you can find us on facebook those of you who are oh yeah i forgot we have, a facebook we have facebook group for mmis now we also have it for hard Grey's night but i mean that's not this podcast i'm so tempted to delete facebook in general so it's so weird to like we now have a Facebook page. Yeah, well, we always post these episodes on Facebook as well. That way, you can find them, yeah. and we also, and we post them on Twitter. And we post them on Twitter, um, so you can you can definitely access us in some capacity. Share us with your friends, please. Share yeah. us. Just you know, you can always reach. Pass us around Pass like us. we're a joint. We are. We are. We are a very good joint. Uh, we are. We are a Vickerson's a, joint. Yeah, this is a Vickerson's <laughs> joint. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Mo worse podcasts. Um, okay, so um, I think that's about all we have to say. Our next episode will be something you show me. Yes, it yes. will. Yes. And I, I am of the opinion it will be probably part of the 80s classic canon of action. We are coming upon our 50th episode very soon. We have an idea that may or may not come to fruition. We hope it comes to fruition. If it doesn't, if there's a huge long pause and then it comes off like a wet fart with just some random like like labyrinth or something yeah. <laughs> then, then not that i don't why. love labyrinth but it's not it's not an inspired choice but if it like we're trying to do something special for the 50th but if it if, if, if there's a huge pause and then it comes off like a wet fart it means we failed completely yes if there's a huge pause and it's still something special that just means we were lazy yeah um you know because we fans of us know we're not as good with getting these episodes out on time as we, we like we have a little we have bit two we children. have two children one is on the spectrum and one is a, one is a newborn who's just being a real butt and, right now yeah, and but. one is trying to deal with his new medication which is causing lots of stress in the family so we are doing we're not medicating the newborn that's no, the that's the other one that's, yeah it's I know you want medication. I know you want to get hepped up on goofballs. There's a lot, but we're we're gonna do our best to get it all out for you because uh, we're putting it, it all out on the dance floor. Because I'll tell you, I actually it uh I enjoy doing these podcasts because it's a nice it's a nice creative outlet for some of the other day to days. 
day yeah. to day to day. And watch Alley Space if you want to have a not very funny but more like in your face podcast. We're not going to talk about it yet. No, no. Teaser. teaser, teaser, teaser. Watch Alley, watch Alley Space for forthcoming MySpace. information. MySpace. Yeah, go to Alley's MySpace, my, my, my MySpace and feed it, feed her virtual pet. It's dying. <laughs> You know I'm so sad. I miss I miss my my my. I had like oh, I had bat, like a bat. No, no, he was just named Masterson. He Masterson. was a he was a he virtual was bat. bat pet that I had on my MySpace page. That's I miss right. Masterson. Oh, Masterson. He was great. Uh, <laughs> I don't remember what I had. Yeah, some boring. It wasn't as. Good I mean, as you had you had that gif that was running oh that was I set to immigrant song. That, I still have that gif. <laughs> it somehow synced perfectly to immigrant it was song. Perfect. Maybe I'll post that at some point. Oh. All right, thanks thanks for listening. Uh, we enjoy you. We hope you enjoy us. If you've listened this long, we assume you do. And, or, you, um, or you've fallen asleep, yeah. at which point, wake up and turn off your podcast. <laughs> All right, this has been a match made in sp- Am I doing the wrong end? No, this is the right end. Okay. Oh, my God. This is a match made in space. Signing off. Adios. says like the world is resting on the back of a turtle you know or whatever and it's like what's a turtle resting on oh another turtle there's turtles all the way down that that's that's you never heard the expression there's turtles all the way down i've never heard that expression there's turtles all the way down and you're telling me that this was prompted because i made a comment about how this is the most 1985 you said you said there's slaters in it i said i said this is i said it's 1985 and short spiky and, and it's the year of short, spiky, blonde hair and the Slaters. And then you said it's Slaters all the way down. Turtles all the way down. Yes. Expression of the problem of infinite regress. Wow. Very impressive, John. Thank you for Wikipedia and yeah. that information. It's four. See, the world is supposedly, in, in certain Hindu mythology, the world is four episodes. Four elephants resting on a turtle's back. I think I prefer it as four episodes. Four episodes of turtles. Are you recording?